Welcome back, fanatics. This is your host, D Chess, one of the best, David Chestnut, and this is the Extraordinary Extraordinary Sports Podcast. The Major League Baseball Hall of Fame ballots came in, and nobody was inducted in. It's strange. Very strange. It hasn't happened in years. But it didn't happen. Now, one person voted in. The number one vote getter on the ballot was Kurt Schilling. He got 71% of the votes. Mind you, you need 75% to get in. He got 71% vote. Mind you, this is his ninth time on the ballot. You have, you have, I guess, 10 years on the ballot. So he has one more year to get in. But it's weird, fanatics. He wasn't associated with performance-enhancing drugs. He has a morality issue. He has... He's being punished for not being a good human being. Now, I, 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 come, I come to you fanatics as a baseball fan and, and, a, and a fan of sports, a fanatic. And I come to say, is it the Hall of Fame or Hall of Morality? Yeah, Kurt Schilling did horrific things off the field. and Things I wouldn't condone. Or things I don't back. But on the field, I, he has shown excellence. He has shown greatness. He has played his heart out. He has given you Hall of Fame numbers. And now that his career is over, his... Actions as a human being are, are, are magnified because he's not playing anymore. And he, he can't distract the world through, through his athletic ability. It's showing that he's a bad human being. But he was that human being when he played for the Red Sox with a bloody sock, pitching his heart out. Or pitched his heart out for the Arizona Dynamics. He was that same person. So when, get, when he's leading your team to victories and putting it all out for your team, it's okay for him to be that bad, same bad human being. Oh, don't worry. It's okay, man. But he go out there, he pitches his heart out, man. He's great. But when he's not playing no more, oh, look at, look at this human being. He's, he's sorry. Listen. This is the Hall of Fame of Baseball. For his accomplishments on the field. Why are we punishing him for stuff that happens off the field? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. He earned that. He played his heart out. And we're not even going to talk about what we already have in the Baseball Hall of Fame. The other races. Womanizers, drug abusers, alcoholics. Baseball's no hall of morality. But now these writers nowadays want to act like, oh, no, he's a, he, he's a bad guy. He doesn't belong in this field. Kershaw, as a player, does. 
he earned that on the field. He earned that right. And, and it seemed like the writers want to take that away from him because, no, he's done a lot of bad things. Uh, listen, yes, he has. He has said a, a lot of bad things. He, he's very controversial with his platform that he has as a celebrity player that, you know, that actually still has a platform. But it's the Hall of Fame of baseball. It's what Kurt Schindler accomplished on a baseball field that makes him a Hall of Famer. I hope. I see 71% right now. I hope by next year, you give that man the opportunity to be a Hall of Famer. Because he earned it. He deserves it. In my opinion. And the Hall of Morality, yeah, that's a whole nother story. We talking about the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. He deserves it, man. He earned it. Let him have his moment. Now, second in voting was Barry Bonds. Um, Barry Bonds... I'm just going to talk about some of Barry Bonds' accolades real quick. He has a War 162, which is, you know, unworldly. Like, it's not even, it's, it's, a, it's of a, another atmosphere. He got seven MVP awards. He's the all-time home run king. He's the all-time leader in walks. He's part of the 500 home run and 500 stolen base club. He has two world titles. He has... 12 Silver Sugger Awards. He's a 14-time All-Star. And let's not even go into what he's doing as a coach for the Miami Marlins. He's the hitting coach for them. He coached up MVPs, Christian Yelich, Giancarlo Stanton. Both of them will tell you that Barry Bonds has been pivotal into their hitting success in the major leagues. I mean, in interviews, you know, he shows a little bit more remorse to say how much of an idiot he was and how bad he has treated people. Come on, people. He's a Hall of Famer, and he's probably one of the greatest players to play the game. Give him his respect, man. Give him, give him, give him, give these guys what they deserve, man. Like, understand that. Look at those accolades you speak for yourself. I don't even want to repeat them. A man that helped save baseball with his baseball run brought new big TV contracts to the game, and we want to sit here and act like, oh, no. Nah. You know what? He cheated. He doesn't belong here. He's part of saving the game. A game that was dying. His home run chase to be the all-time home run leader, like leader that he is gave the 
gave a boost, brought fans that weren't even watching baseball to the game. It brought interest back to the sport. Like, we always want to look at the negative side of all the so-called performance and drugs and all the negative attention they brought to the sport. But look at the positive, too. If, if we're sitting here and we're going to put it on a microscope, look at the positive. No, we're not sitting here as people saying, oh, no, you should use steroids and inject into your body. No, we're not doing that. We're not saying that we should use any performance drugs. No, no, I'm not telling people to cheat. But what I'm saying is it was part of the game. It was rampant during that time. And it's a baseball. It's a baseball. The steroid era saved baseball. And Barry Bonds was a part of it. Unfortunately, he was. And let's throw in the fact that he was a Hall of Famer before all the accusations and before he went to San Francisco. Let's not. Everybody seems to forget about that when it comes to putting yes or, or giving them a vote on their ballots. Like I said, he has one more year on the ballot. This is 10th year next year. Put him in. I'm going to talk about Roger Clemens next. Roger was on that list too. He had 60%. He was all down in Congress with the Mitchell Report. He was associated with performance-enhanced drugs. But you know what? Roger Clemens is probably one of the greatest pitchers you ever seen. I know I, I probably one of the best I ever seen. You know, beside Pedro Martinez, but he's probably one of the best pitchers I ever seen in my lifetime. Seven times Cy Young, he won the MVP title. He won the ERA title seven times. He's a two-time world champion. Eleven-time All Star. He won the MVP. These guys belong here. They were dominant in an era. Roger Clemens, was, he was dominant in an era as a pitcher of performing enhancing drugs. I, I, to me, it's a no-brainer. Yes, want to put him in rally. Oh, you cheated. You're so bad. These guys are bad people. They, they ruin the integrity of the game. Yeah, 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 because in the 70s, you know, everybody was using uppers. There's all type of rampant drug use inside the dugout. It was happening. Yes, it happened. But we always want to look at the negative side of it. Oh, this is so bad. Listen, let's not act like this game is so perfect. Like I said, let's stop acting like it's the Hall of Morality. It's the Hall of Fame. These are some of your greatest players that ever played the game with the best stats in the game. You know, baseball is such a big statistical sport. Stop it. They belong in your Hall of Fame. Uh, and this is just my last um, 
comment on this, you know, Hall of Morality, Hall of Fame. We let Bud Tilly in the Hall of Fame. He got voted in with 93% of the vote. Both home run chases happened with McGuire and Sosa, the Barry Bonds, under his watch. All the rampant steroid use, the Mitchell report that he helped commission. Because he said, oh, now I want to clean up baseball. As a commissioner, I let it happen. Like, I, I let it happen. I brought all these new TV contracts. I, I, I took the game to a new level. Then, you want to say, no, you know what? It's getting too rampant now. I got to stop it. All this, you see all these great things written about Bugs Hill. You know, he was there during the steroid era. Um, how he took the game to the new level. He brought the game back after the 94 labor strike. Yeah, you did it on the back of all the players using performance and drugs. Don't tell me as a commission you don't know that's going on. Don't tell me that. But these riders had no problem saying yes to him. Yes. Oh, yeah, sir. Bug, he did a great job as commissioner with all this controversy, you know. Yeah. He let it go down. And then he wanted to play sheriff and, and, and say, oh, no, let's stop it. After you already got the TV contracts, after you already pumped life into the game, right? Just, this, this, and this is where I look at the writers like, he didn't get a, he didn't get a, a, a weird look. He doesn't get the write up of morality. He doesn't get Looked that funny? He gets a pat on the back and says, oh, that was a great job. How you handle everything? You handle all these cheaters. Yeah, you handled them right, right? You let them play, get the TV contracts, pump life into the game, and you treat them like trash on your way out. In the Mitch Report, you said yourself, you are part of the, you are part of the problem. But this doesn't get brought up. But he's in the Hall of Fame. And you got three great players I name and probably two of the greatest players to ever play the game. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Struggling to get in. Huh. Once Bugs Silly got in, everything, everything should have been forgotten. Because it all happened under his ship. But Bud gets the pass, and everybody else gets called cheaters. Next year is going to be a big year, and the world is watching Major League Baseball. Let's do the right thing. Welcome back, fanatics. It's your host, D-Chess, one of the best. And there was a big fight made over the weekend 
young superstar Ryan Garcia will be fighting Manny Pacquiao. I don't, uh, I don't understand this matchup at all. I really don't see why it has come about. I know for Manny why it has come about. You know, Conor McGregor was knocked out by Dustin Poirier. And that, that kind of ruined the momentum of them two fighting this upcoming summer. Because it won't be the same money grab as it once was. If McGregor had came out and knocked out Poirier, ooh, Manny wouldn't even look at Ryan Garcia's way. Manny would have ran to the bank for Conor and called it a day. You know, I'm assuming for Manny Pacquiao, if you beat the young unbecoming fighter, it's another notch under your belt. You get to showcase your greatness once again. Um, you have nothing to lose. If you lose, it's like, oh, man, this guy's up and coming. Man, you're getting old. It's expected. It's, it's within your natural progression. And if you win, it's like, look at him going out there overachieving. He's fighting Father Tom. The only thing you really lose is money. You're the money grab now. Ryan Garcia is just coming up and people are just not learning about him. Unless you know about the sport of boxing. So, I, for Manny Pacquiao, I could see the, you know, I see the value in the fight. But Ryan Garcia, why? Okay, you said that he's your, you looked up to him. He's a role model for you inside the ring. And it would be a pleasure to beat him. It, it's definitely a notch in the belt also. But it's a dangerous notch. Let's not act like Manny Pacquiao is not a great fighter still. There's more risk to reward here. Because if you lose to Manny, you kill your momentum. I'd rather you had go and fight Tank Davis. And if you lose, you lose to a proven champion. Another great fighter. And there's going to be time for you to avenge that loss. Like, if you lose to Manny Pacquiao, man, who knows? Manny Pacquiao's going to age. Well, I don't even want to fight no more. You won't get to avenge that. It's just on your belt. You and Tank will be will probably fight more than once in your careers. So I'd rather you have taken that fight than a Manny Pacquiao fight. A uh, positive thing is it's a money grab for you. Young is probably gonna be your biggest payday. But at what risk? I understand you're young, but. I, the payday was coming. You are a star. You are a talented guy. You're a champion. The money's coming. Because now you go out there, you get the money, you grab the money, you fight Manny, you lose. Once Manny's gone, where, where's the value of you now? Where are the casual fans that, throw, that come and want to watch you on pay-per-view that adds to the pay-per-view money, like, ooh, they're not going to want to see no more. Half of them go back, oh, man, he got knocked out in Pacquiao. They don't know the difference. They don't know how important it is. 
how important a, 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 a win is for you. They're just there to be entertained. So, stopping your momentum, uh, that's, a, that's the big risk in here, man. Because if he beats you, that stops it. It stops your draw, your future draw. You're the future of boxing. You're the future face of boxing. People are getting behind you. You don't want to fight this great veteran. Nah, I'm not even going to say wildly veteran. He's a great veteran. He's still awesome. It's a dangerous fight. To, to me, and it, I get it, the money. It's kind of like when, nah, it's not even, I, I would try to even give you some leeway and say it was kind of when Canelo fought Mayweather, but Canelo was already a draw at the time. He had a solid following. You don't have that same following Canelo has when he took the fight with Mayweather. Only people in the world of boxing really know who you are. Now you go for the money draw. And like I said, it's all risk and reward because you go and knock out Pacquiao. Wow. You have a lot of Manny Pacquiao fans saying, who's this kid? Oh, he really is the real deal. It, it, it is a high risk reward type of fight for the young Ryan Garcia, the unbeaten Ryan Garcia. And I hope it goes in your favor. I hope the future prevails in here because I don't want to see your momentum stop, man. I want to see you have that big fight with Tank Davis and he's building up to it. Boxing fans, drill boxing fans are, are, are clamoring for it. They're drooling for it. You could have skipped me with this fight. You should win this fight. Please win this fight. I, I say please. Please win this fight. And for Manny, if, you, if Manny wins, it's like, ho-hum. Another notch on his belt. And the greatness continues. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, the, the results of this fight and where the world of boxing goes after it. Welcome back, Fanatics. I'm going to quickly talk about the AFC and NFC Championship games, do a quick recap. First, the NFC Championship game. Wow. It, it was a great game, first and foremost. But I have to question two things. In that fourth quarter, or in that third down, Aaron Rodgers had a path to run to the end zone. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he saw it or he was trying to make a, a play with his arm. But, man, he missed a big opportunity. Go to the Super Bowl again. 
I know he probably looks it back at that video. He looks at it like. And regrets not taking the opportunity. I, I don't know if you, in the moment it felt too far away or, it, you know, he, I guess you go with what you trust the most, you know, your throwing ability, but man. That looked like the path to the Super Bowl right there. And then next on that fourth down. You have Aaron Rodgers, uh, the uh, assassin, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my lifetime. But you kick the ball. Now the problem with there's no problem with taking the points. Actually, there's no fundamentally there's nothing wrong with it. You got to trust in your defense. You know they did turn over Tom Brady three times. Supreme confidence, but I know if I was a coach, I'm not giving the ball back to Tom Brady. I don't care what my defense did. And two, you have Aaron Rodgers. That man has put you to promised land plenty of times. Why not believe him in this situation? Why not? Thirdly, I forgot to throw this in. Even if you get stopped, The Buccaneers will have to drive the ball back downfield. 90 yards. It's harder to maneuver to get first downs in that territory. You help your defense with that field position. So I, I would have took the risk, especially with Aaron Rodgers, man. The Buccaneers, Tom Brady, they, they get the ball back in. The rest is history, man. They're in the Super Bowl. Now, quickly about the AFC Championship game. <laughs> it was all Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't even punt. Now, it was a blowout. It was too much Tyreek Hill, too much Travis Kelsey, too much Patrick Mahomes. No Josh Allen. It was, I, I don't even. The disappearing act he, he put on, but the Kansas Chiefs were just too good. And now it's set up for our Super Bowl matchup. The old goat versus the, the young goat. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, his 10th Super Bowl appearance against. Patrick Mahomes, can he do this back-to-back? The Kansas City Chiefs invested a lot of money in this kid, and they're getting every cent out of it. In a future episode, I'll do a whole episode on the Super Bowl matchup, but right now, we're going to leave it at Tom Brady, the GOAT versus Patrick Mahomes, the kid. To finish up the episode, I'd like to say one thing. 
Kobe Bryant, simply put, we love you, we miss you, your extraordinary greatness. You're gone too soon, but you never forgot, never forgotten. Um, love you, Kobe. Always. Like I said, your extraordinary greatness, man. We appreciate you. All right, fanatics. That's it.